welcome to the Faith and Good Counsel Show, where we hope to inspire joy-filled lives through conversations at the crossroad of mental health, wellness, and faith. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Thanks so much for joining me here again on the Faith and Good Counsel Show today. I hope that you have listened already to the first episode with my guest, Sandy Getz, entitled Homefront Warriors, because guess what? She's back for more today. And, and in that first episode, you can learn more about her and her experience, um, her conversion story, and um, how you know, just a little bit about her and her military family. Sandy is a wife whose husband is um, in the military just now uh, coming to the stage of being retired. Their children, um, they have three boys, and she told us just some beautiful, beautiful things about um, her experience as a military wife and as a Catholic, as well as the experience of mass on a post, y'all. You have to listen to the episode. So I'm not going to tell you any more about it. I need you to go and listen to that one first, please, so that it will give you a context for today's show. So welcome back to the show, Sandy. Thanks so much for joining Thank you, us. Thank you, Oh, Glad to be back. You're such a treasure and a gift, and I'm, I'm grateful that you are spending some more time with us here today on the show. So I do want to invite everyone, Sandy, before we delve a little more deeply into your experience, I want to invite all y'all to visit me at stacygalino.com where you can subscribe there to stay in touch with me as well as check out all of the past or at least most of the past episodes and archives of the Faith and Good Counsel show which has now been around since 2012 y'all a long time a long time but also the new Pondering Things Catholic podcast with Father Paul Gross and we're talking about theology and psychiatry and mental health and everyday life struggles and the human heart, y'all, the human heart, and he's awesome, and you're going to love him. So many people are loving him. If you look at iTunes, he's becoming uh, coming quite popular there. So that makes my heart very, very happy that people are receiving the gift that is Father Paul Gross. So do check out StacyGalino.com, and without further ado, Sandy, I am ready to talk to you again about being a homefront warrior. I have such reverence for the experience that you and other women, wives and moms of military men specifically, we do know that there are, the situations can be reversed, that there are, you know, wives who are in the military, right? And who are deployed. And that's a growing number. Yes. And so I would love to even talk about that further, but we're, we're focusing in on your particular experience and the experience of women in our conversation as wives and moms of husbands who are um, in the military, active and mm-hmm. now heading into retirement. That's a new season yeah. for y'all. But you know, were sharing with me off air about this issue of deployment and how when you were first married, you were in this beautifully, it, what sounds to me very idyllic place near the Canadian border, but in New York City, or New York rather, and yeah. beautiful Catholic Upper Church, state. brand new Catholic and learning about the faith and so forth. And then at some point, deployment happened. And this was like a big deal for you, right? Yeah, I mean, I had, uh, we had been married for a while. I'd already had, I had just had my third child. Um, when, uh, and, and it'd been like, you know, a pretty easy, you know, uh, 
military life, in, in my mind, I mean, you know, uh, the farthest thing from my mind when I got married in the military was that he would be gone for, you know, year or more or, you know, months or to a year. Uh, you know, they always go out on different maneuvers and they could be gone a month, maybe two at the most, if they were gone to another post or something like that or another area. But, uh, I mean, deployment wasn't the normal thing at the time when I uh, first got married. Um, but like I say, uh, by the time my my youngest son was born, uh, he had just turned one, and my husband left a month after he turned one year one and was gone for eighteen oh. months oh. Um, for on a deployment. And uh, and that and, and now, like I was saying earlier, nowadays that's more of the norm. It's not. If he's going to be deployed, it's when is he going to be deployed? Oh because that's just part. That's just the nature of the military, and uh, <clears throat> of the army anyway. Because I can only speak for the army. Uh, I know that the Navy wives are out there saying, "Well, my husbands are gone six months at a time all the time," because right. that's true. They are, and they're they've been doing this a lot longer than I ever have. So, um, uh, but we- I can only speak for. I'm yeah. sorry. No, I was just going to say, and I just, we have, this is what I, I, I'm just loving that you're sharing this. There's all different kinds of experiences that women and are having in, in deployment in all the different branches of the military. Sacrifice, mm-hmm. true sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I would probably, I'm just in, envisioning, Sandy, I don't know, I, I want you to tell us what your experience is, but I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm putting myself in, in in your shoes right at this moment, and I'm, I'm envisioning my own husband's face coming home to say to me, sweetheart, I'm being deployed, and I'm, my hands are beginning to sweat. Honestly, like right now, as yeah. I'm, the anxiety is rising, and I'm just, it just right now as I'm envisioning that, and I'm wondering, Sandy, what your experience was at that moment. Well, I mean, uh, we were we, at the time we were happened to be stationed at uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, um, and you know it. <clears throat> I mean, we knew at that point that it could happen because this, you know, nine eleven had our had happened uh, <clears throat> earlier, and so we knew that this was coming. And they were starting to, you know, it's not like it, it's out of the blue. You kind of they prepare you for it. You know, it's coming, and so um, when he left. Uh, the majority of the people in the neighborhood, he left a little bit earlier than some others, so it was just me for probably the first three or four months that didn't have their husband with them. And we lived on post at the time, which uh, I, I thank God every day for that, too, that I was living on the military inflation because then I had like-minded women all mm. around me. And, I mean, God knew what he was doing when he said <laughs> when he had women around him because they are the, some of the most strongest, uh, resilient people I've ever met. Um, they, uh, you know, we and we all were in the same boat at some, at one point. And everybody's husband's toy, we're all in the same boat. We're mm-hmm. all, uh, and the way that the military, uh, in my experience, my military community rallied around each other was phenomenal. I mean, in our neighborhood alone, we had. Uh, I mean, there was. I think there was. There were no husbands left in our neighborhood. Wow. It was just all wives and their children, and of course. And most of all had young children or at the time. Our husbands were, uh, or, you know, either captains or majors at the time. So you have, we had young children. Uh, my oldest one, I think, was starting kindergarten or something like that. And then I had, like, the one-year-old. And then my middle son was, uh, I think, he was in, maybe in preschool. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, they were all the same age as all the kids were. And it was just, and I tell my husband this, I kind of feel bad about it. I said, you know, when I look back on my military life, and one of my favorite places 
was Fort Campbell, Kentucky. I said, and I know I feel bad about that because you weren't there for the majority of it. Oh. I said, but just seeing <laughs> the, I know, I'm so sorry, honey, but I mean, just to see the, uh, the strength and the unity and the camaraderie and just the way these women all supported one another, how we all, you know, if, you know, you had a doctor's appointment, give me your other kids, you know, I'll take, you know, you have, and you know, it wasn't like, and it could, you could have like 15 kids at your house at one time because, you know, things just have to happen. And if, and there wasn't this, it was a give and take and, you know, it's like, okay, it's dinner time. What are we all having for dinner? Well, we'd order pizza. We'd all sit outside together and eat pizza or during the winter we'd have, you know, dinners all the time at different people's houses. So we would never be like we were alone. Um, And again, at that point too, there was a lot of, um, a lot of media, more, more media coverage on uh, the deployment and what was going on in um, Iraq and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, and it wasn't always good coverage. No. So that was uh, another bad thing. I mean, the minute you'd get up in the morning, you'd have your TV on and it'd be on like the news channel and it'd stay there until, you know, you went to bed at night. Mm-hmm. So it was like a constant reminder mm-hmm. of what was going on. And you're always, you know. Worried. I mean, concerned though, and prayerful yeah, and worried. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine. You're always on edge. And again, like I, I, but of course I have three little kids and they're going to know if something's up. Right. <laughs> Surprising what, how intuitive little kids can be. And you know, you want to keep everything as normal as you can for them and as a routine built in so that it's not as disruptive as it, it could be with having, you know, your husband gone. And at that point too, you're also playing both mother and father uh, to your little ones, and that's when they're all starting their sports, oh. uh, all the little sports that they want to play, and so you're trying to, <laughs> and me being somebody who never really played sports in high school, it was quite phenomenal trying to, you know, or quite funny, I guess, trying to watch me try to help my kids kick a soccer ball and everything else, and, or hit a baseball, or throw a football, because I, you know, I watched all that stuff, but I'd never really done it, but, um, but you say, the ladies are, but there's again, there's always somebody in your group of friends and in our in our neighborhood that said, "Hey, I played baseball in high school. I can help, you know." Or, you know, I played soccer. Bring them over. I'll show them how to. Kick. So it was just the the way that the late the women and the families just all united together on that post. Um, wow, it sounds and like I was very I was very lucky that the majority of the people in my neighborhood all went to the Catholic mass with me on all were Catholic and all went to math together too. So that was another, a good constant for my kids and myself. Yeah. So I I just really intuit an enormous gift of grace in this circumstance, which, I mean, there's this real fine line and balance between this 24 seven concern you know, mm-hmm. and, but but maintaining really the war on the home front of trying to keep things as as peaceful and as joyful as possible underneath the circumstances. And thank God for all of those women, all of whom I'm sure at any moment there were, uh, you know, emotions that, you know, emotional roller coaster, ba- basically, where one woman was at peace and another one might be really upset and concerned and worried and need that sacred sisterhood, you know, of, yeah. of that beautiful feminine genius and the authentic femininity to minister to her heart. And so what mm-hmm. you're just describing to me 
is so so very beautiful the the you know the the experience that i could kind of relate it to as I, as you were talking sandy is after september 11th granted my husband was not deployed you know that um we're just you know a regular um what do you call non-military family right mm-hmm. but this 24 7 business of all of that do you know after that happened after september 11th and my children were little as well and it really affected them and we had to do some mm-hmm. similar similar things so i can i can be in communion with you about that but i tell you what thinking about having all of that going on without my husband i know that that had to be a cross for you um a cross for these women a deep deep cross i'm feeling it in my chest right now you know and and i'm just wondering you know if you could take us a little deeper into those experiences really of a deployment and how that really is a cross that you can offer um your your emotions and your feelings and your sadness and your worry and your anxiety and your sleepless nights redemptively for your husband i mean you know it as part of your our catholic faith mm-hmm. we're taught that this is an efficacious way of of, of prayer and, and sacrifice so i'm wondering if that had any part in your life during these particular times or were you there yet in your faith well i i wasn't i was i mean i was start i, I had started growing in my faith because i realized that when i would go to mass um on the sundays when we would be at mass it would always calming and it would feel mm. like a safe place to be um because like you know at home every time the phone rings you're always like okay what is that yes who's, who's you know who's calling and why especially sometimes those you get a call late at night and it could you know people don't really realize that okay oh i just forgot i just want to tell you something you know and you're like <sighs> your okay, heart my jumps heart out of your chest my throat you know yes <laughs> because it's you know an, an odd time for a phone call i mean little things that you don't really think about on a regular basis is something that, you know, you, you worry. And, you know, back then too, even seeing like, uh, you see a, uh, an, an, an MP pull into a neighborhood mm-hmm. and you automatically think what's going on, you know, and he's yes. just patrolling, you know, most yes. the majority of the time he's just patrolling, but then your first thought is, Whose house is he going to? Whose house is he, you know? Yes. I mean, this is a level of really on kind of ongoing sort of secondary trauma that you're experiencing, living through, really. So it's, um, but going to, but then, you know, going to to mass and listening, actually starting to listen, you know, I, you know, and plus I had little kids, so sometimes it's kind of hard to listen in mass anyway, but really trying to listen. And I realized that, you know, we are not unique women throughout history have been left at home while their husbands went off to war or went off somewhere and, uh, and did God's work or like I said, went to war Mm -hmm. or um, went to evangelize. Right. There's been women left behind to carry on the, the, the home, the home life forever. Forever. So it's, it's not like, you know, I'm, we were unique in, you know, and I'm, you know, and it also made me, I'm not alone. These women survived and, you know, we're all still here. So. Yes. You have <laughs> such a positive attitude about this, Sandy. It's very <laughs> inspiring to me. And I could see though with, with, you know, it wouldn't take much for a, a person, a woman to 
quickly go down the the the, the victim you know pathway or pour me yeah. down the rabbit hole, <laughs> which ends up kept bringing her into captivity and to further um, I would say probably desolation. Did you see any yes. of that during your yes, deployment? I mean, yeah, that, yes, it does happen, and um, and you see that you know uh, it can be devastating to marriages. Oh, um, uh, either while they're gone, it can happen, you know, uh, on either end, it, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, adultery or, um, just, you know, I realize like this is life isn't for me and I'm out. Um, mm. um, and, and it can happen, you know, I, no excuses for anybody cause you know, that's, uh, but you know, over, you know, in the, in the, in the arena, it happens because, they're scared, they're lonely, they don't even have any family around, and they don't have as much uh, access like we had to to our faith. Right. And I think that's one thing that, with all of my friends that we had, that we all are still, you know, we're all still married, and we're all still happy, and our kids oh, are great. That praise be Jesus Christ. All the Christ. people that I knew at Fort Campbell during all that time um, are all very prosperous and doing very well, But and I think a lot of it has to do is we had that, we had a solid base a solid um, Catholic base or yeah. Christian base. Right. It doesn't have to be Catholic. It just has to be Christian. You know, if it, um, we had that nice base that uh, our whole lives and marriage were set on. And so I think that was the, you know, and it was the constant. It was something that was always there, always constant. And it kind of gave you the, the normal normal part of it. But there's a lot of those ladies that don't have that, that yes. didn't have that. Oh, it's and, so, it hurts and my young, heart to hear that. very young, too. Yeah. And, you know, if I hadn't, I was older, and if I had probably been in my early 20s, I don't know how I would have reacted. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot. Different. That's, so, um, yeah. That's a just, lot. You, know, you just got to see if you could notice that and maybe step in if you can, but uh, just uh, uh, kind of... It's a slippery slope. Too. Well, it is. Well, well, it it is. It's do. a. It's a. Dis- I would think it would be a discernment, and I think what you're describing, Sandy, is this spiritual motherhood that women are called to, and you know, and 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 to be prayerful women, to be vessels of the Lord, you know, to open to receive Him, to contain Him, and to pour Him out. But it's always a discernment of of you know, is this the right moment to say or not to say something, or what should mm-hmm. I do or what should I not do? You know, prayer is not optional. You know, prayer and discernment yeah. and being open to the Holy Spirit is not optional. That is a must. But in, in, in trusting that He and Our Lady will always guide us to the right, mm-hmm. the right steps. In the, though we know nothing about it, though we're still maybe unsure in the moment, you know. But I'm, I'm listening. Oh my goodness, my mind is popping again with, with so many avenues that we could go down. But I'm, I'm hearing you speak about this particular time in your life, this time of, of deployment when your husband was gone, your children are little, surrounded by this sacred sisterhood. Um, but I've also, as we've talked over the past couple of episodes, I've gotten the impression that you moved around a whole lot, you know, and maybe some of those uh, particular posts or, or, or living arrangements, I guess I should say, were maybe, maybe, I don't know, I'm, I'm wondering about when you, when you first moved, for example, you know, the adjustment for not only yourself, but for your kids and then making friends. I mean, sometimes women can be wonderful, like mm-hmm. you've been describing, and sometimes not. Let's just be honest. And so I'm just mm-hmm. curious about your experience or maybe the experience of some of, you know, other women in general, you know, that you know that, 
um, that experience some of these these challenges. I can imagine for me being moving around a lot, it would be difficult for me. I would I would think I would have a little bit of a trouble adjusting. So I'm curious mm-hmm. about that. Well, it, it's, um, it's another thing. It's, it's very um, anywhere you move in the military. It's large. We are large, but we're small <laughs> because yeah. you're going to know somebody, or you're going to know somebody who knows somebody. Uh, because when you go somewhere, you might go to, like, say, the unit that your husband's going to or whatever, and um, you get introduced to the unit at some point. They have, like, a gathering, and, and there's going to be either somebody there you already know, or you can they say, oh, you just came from Fort Campbell. So-and-so is there. Do you know them? And I can say, oh, yeah, I know that family. You already yeah. have an instant connection. Oh, good, um, yeah. And the same thing is when you do go into um, your neighborhood. They're usually, most most military neighborhoods are very friendly um, because that's just the nature of our, our lives um, is, you know, if you don't get to know your neighbor, you're going to sit and sulk in your house. And that's, yeah. that, you know, you, you make your best out of your situation. Um, and with kids, kids always help because you meet tons of people with children. Um, and again, the, the best place, too, is you go, you know, when you figure out, go to that, go to for your first mass. Yes. Um, People will uh, reach out to you at mass after, you know, they'll come up to you, hey, you know, because so most times they always, um, well, most mass in, on the Catholic, they always have you, if you're new, they'll have you stand up and say where you're coming from, because that's just the way it is. Right, you know, that's right. Always, you know, so, um, I mean, most churches don't do that. They're too, uh, they're too large, and they don't say, hey, if you're new, stand up, and or, but they'd actually make you stand up and say, okay, who? my name is so-and-so, and we're just, we're PCSing here from... PCSing is a permanent change of duty station. Yeah, we are thank you for that. From, uh, <laughs> 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 we are moving here from, you know, Fort Polk, Louisiana. And they're like, okay. And so then after Mass, somebody's going to come up to you and say, hey, I was stationed at Fort Polk. We lived here and here. And then, you know, instant friendship. So wow. um, it's a lot easier to move in the military than it is to move, um, I think, in the civilian world. Because a lot of people in the civilian world don't... Uh, know their neighbors. Well, that's and true. And to know their neighbors. That's very so. true. So that is a gift. I'm, I'm really seeing, I'm, I'm just, you've just really opened up a whole new world, I think. I know for me, and I hope for my listeners too, about this, you know, this this experience um, of, of being in, in really a home front warrior. I lo- Listen, you coined that phrase, and it is very apt. It is so, <laughs> so true. And listen, I know you have so many stories to tell. I wish we had, you know, we could just keep, keep, keep talking. But I'm, I'm getting the sense, you know, I'm, I'm envisioning you heading to this new post from, let's say, Fort Polk and standing up after Mass and sharing where you, you're from, where you're coming from, and so forth. Really, that is Catholicism in action because mm-hmm. they already know. I think there's a sense that, you know, the, the, this disconnect of leaving behind friends and relationships and life situations that maybe you didn't want to leave necessarily or you or someone didn't want to leave and coming to a new place can always be, you know be hard i would think and so they're already activating communion you know you mm-hmm. know a person to person relational triune communion uh after having received the lord jesus christ and being in communion with him to get you started on a positive note um to be mm-hmm. brought into the community and i think that is very beautiful and very catholic frankly <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Universal. Universal. (laughs) Well, in our last, we've just got a few minutes left here, and I was kind of thinking back 
um, to some of our earlier conversation. And, and as a woman, and, and imagining myself uh, being married to a military man, and just in general terms, I can you've alluded earlier to some of the struggles that can happen both on post and, you know, for the person in deployment. But this, the struggle between military responsibilities and marriage and family, and I can see where there, there might be conflicts with who comes first, do you know? And I can imagine my little heart getting crushed, (laughs) you know, um, can you speak to that a little bit? Do you know what I'm talking about? Can you come? Um, yes, I do. And it's duty, honor, country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what was the old saying they used to always say back in uh, back in the day? I guess if if the army wanted you to have a wife, they'd issue you one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that used to be an old saying. Wow. Back in, uh, back in the day, because it's true. I mean, when you have a, a family coming in, it, it it brings on a whole lot more burdens. And I think that the military itself has come a long way in addressing those issues. Uh, from, um, I don't know if you guys have ever, um, from the book that, you know, when they first started doing the notifications during the Vietnam War of, um, how, you know, they used to just send taxi drivers with telegrams to the houses that would say, you know, hey, you're, you know, and how they went about starting the whole process of the unit's commander, usually the unit commander's wife and chaplain would all come to the house Mm -hmm. now to make those notifications. Because I say slowly they're learning. You know, yes. in the military. And that's, I mean, this has been happening for a long time now. But anyway, but I think that they are getting to be um, more better, uh, more better. More better. <laughs> we get it. More better. We get it. They're getting to be better at uh, understanding the, the conflicts and the situations and the uh, the troubles that can happen. And on both sides, whether and even like on both ends, either while they're gone and there's always trouble when they come back, because that's, the, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole other story. That the adjustment is. of after you've been mom and dad for a year your husband comes back and now he's like, okay, well, I'm here to make all the decisions. You're like, well, I've been doing it for a year and we're doing just fine. Yeah. (laughs) And he might not be, the husband might not be in the same play. He might have some struggles, you know, with, with exactly what his experience. Right. So they're getting much better at recognizing that and, uh, putting, um, agencies and people and programs together to help combat with to that help, stuff. I mean, yeah. not that it's a hundred percent and you can't help every, you know, right. Foresee what all is going to happen, but it, it's getting better. It's getting a lot better. Yeah. As but, far as understanding that, you know, we've got wives back here on their own. Right. Who are um, not objects, but they're human persons yes. with dignity and, uh, you know, and they have a heart and they're, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, really, I, I think in God, I'm going to say this, Annie, not you. Okay. But in God's eyes, you know, I would think the marital union would be, a, uh, be much higher than, you know, the duty to the military, but mm-hmm. you know, the military would probably see that differently um and that can yeah. be a real conflict i would think it um be. and it, it can be yeah it's, it's that's tough for your husband because they've got their careers to think of that's right and um it's very difficult to say no when you're you're when it's your superior in the officer comes in and says you know you're going to be working double duty tonight and you won't be home you know and you have to call your wife and say i know we have this thing planned for tonight but i've got to work right. happens all the time and you've got to be very flexible with your planning of you know vacations are usually last minute you don't want to you don't want to put a deposit on it right because you just changes. you yeah i yeah. can listen girl yeah. you're this is a grace-filled call that you have because i'm i'm already thinking 
I don't know. I don't know. Well, obviously, I wasn't called to that, or I would be a military wife, right? But <laughs> that that would yeah. be tough. That would be really, really tough. And, you know, we, we certainly, in, in non-military lives and in my own, I can say that my husband has a very um, wonderful but demanding job. And um, there have been many, many times when similar kinds of things have happened. But we don't have that added... Gosh, um, a layer of burden, I guess, where in, in the military, I think that's a whole other layer of duty. Do you know what I mean? Like there's just no negotiation mm-hmm. there where there might be negotiation if it's it's a job thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, yeah. that, but that was tough enough. And I, I got to tell you, I'm really inspired by you. You have really warmed my heart. I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for your husband and your children and your sacrifice and all of the women, you know, um, around the world who are serving on the home front, who are sacrificing, um, you know, really a, mm-hmm. a, a part of your life and your married life that might not be the same if you weren't, you know, in the military as you have, uh, but yeah. you, you see it yeah. so positively, Sandy. So I, you know, I, I, I just, Thank you. I thank you for your witness. I thank you for your yes to that because we need our military (laughs) men and women. (laughs) So, well, Sandy, I could talk to you forever, but we've got to go. It's the end of the show. But I thank you so much for being with us here again on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. And I look forward to talking with you again. I know we're going to be hanging out somewhere sometime soon. Yes, we will (laughs) soon. Thank you so much for letting me be on it and uh, just give you a little glimpse into. uh, some of the military life, and of mine in particular, I mean, I'm not saying that's the same for everybody, but that was my my experiences and stuff, and uh, thank you again for giving me the opportunity to uh, to talk about it. Yes, well, you are a gift and a treasure, and we thank you so, so much, and please extend our, our gratitude and our blessing from the Lord to your husband and your children, and thank you, Sandy Getz. God bless you. Bye-bye now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, friends, that was another episode with dear Sandy Getz. Y'all, she is just a, what, what a wonderful daughter of the Most High God. And she's pretty fun, too, y'all. We had a real good time at the, at the wine conference. And I think we're going to see one another again. We might be doing some work together. And I'm really, really excited about the possibilities that the Lord may be laying before us in ways that I can help, uh, help some of the work that Sandy and Michelle are doing with the military women. So thanks so much for joining me here again and spending time with me on the Faith and Good Counsel show today. And until next time, Pox Christi, y'all. Bye-bye now.